Hello everyone and welcome back to another Super Rugby Podcast with your host Damien Moran and Toby Harris. There's a little change there. Did you notice that, Toby? It was disgusting. It was awful, it's wasn't it? It truly was disgusting. Not good. I'm trying to do it a little bit differently every week. Stick with what you know, mate. And that's not much. No, it's not a lot. Messages from our wonderful listeners. Yes. Togwa. So first one, ratings and reviews. Ratings and reviews. We've had a one-star review. No, we haven't. We've had a five-star review. I, I wouldn't put the one-star review on. Oh my! I was well, going to say one star plus four, oh, which is five. Okay, go for one, it. One, two, three. Yes, five. Right, banter hour. Definitely the best rugby pod. Heaps of laughs and quirky comments. Actually, has unique and fresh insights on rugby that you won't hear anywhere else. Keep it up, boys. And if you do read this out, try not to bottle it. <laughs> now, this is from Willow. Yeah, and this is now, our second go-through because you bottled the first <laughs> go-through. bottled it because I, I read it through a couple of times and I saw the bottom, but I was like, oh, no, I'm going to bottle pressure. it now. Uh, Willow underscore, I probably shouldn't say the whole name, actually. No, Willow. It, uh, Willow's Willow. contacted the podcast before, so thank yeah. you very much, Willow, for going over Seems here and like doing that. Seems like a female as well. Yeah, it is a female. Oh, good. Well, 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 you know, she did. She said she was a female, actually. Yes, that's true. She yeah. did. You asked the question. Yeah. And she said she was a female. Excellent. So, five-star review. Love that. Thank you very much. And and genuinely, if you want to go and support us, then that is something that you can do. We don't charge any money. Not that I would charge any money for this rubbish, but if I was going to ask for anything. We pay you to listen. <laughs> yeah. Go across, give us a five-star review, and write a little comment like yeah. Willow. Thank you very much. Like that. Another one is Di. Di made a comment about Simi Ranradra. Uh, is he more trouble than he's worth? He got so frustrated about not scoring, he hung his team outs out to dry in order to get a try himself. His defence has been suspect at best. When he doesn't get the ball early, he goes into a pout and becomes a liability. Basically, he's saying... Is Semi as good as we've made out? It doesn't. He doesn't think so. And well, should they just get rid of him? Actually, you've made him out to be hot stuff. I've never really seen it. I've always liked his. I mean, beard. he's he, oh, fantastic facial hair. I mean, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. I but I, he's not. Die, I think I've, he is overrated. I die. Listen, I've watched Semi a little bit over this, year, this season. I have to admit, I didn't watch the full game on the weekend. I think you're right on if he doesn't get the ball early, he kind of isn't as potent in the whole game. He almost throws his toys out the cot though as well. I'm not sure he... I'm not seeing that. But yeah, what well, I would say, he's got well, a he's point just there. Said, you know, frustrated about not scoring, he, he hung his teammates out to dry. That sort of says to me, if he doesn't get the ball early, he just almost gives up. Oh well, I I I have to. We'll have to agree to disagree. Yes. Because I've not. I, one thing I would say that I have his defence has always been pretty good. Again, I didn't see the game fully on the weekend, so it's hard to really judge. Maybe he just had an off day. Maybe you know he's played quite a lot, come back from injury. 
you know, it was a tough old game on the weekend. I don't know is the answer. I hope not because I, I like him. I like him and I watched him live and I didn't know who who he was. Did you watch him live? Yeah, when he played for the Barbarians against England. Oh, and yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, who's this guy? Because he's awesome. It was Simi, obviously. It was Simi. It was Simi Ranradra. Uh, so, so there you go, Di. Um, now, the Razzler, the Dazzler. I love this. I love this oh, one, Where Tobes. have you got that one? Hi, Tobes and Dame. Damio. Where, Delver, where is it? It's just down below. Should be on yours. Nah, Mosh. It is you. you. Scan out, go down, you'll see it. Nah. All is well in the universe again. Why, the Waratahs won? Oh, no, wait, they didn't. Mm. Not because the Chiefs won. Clearly, the magic that got them through to the Super Rugby RTRL final against Crusaders has definitely left them Plus DMAX 3 game, I won't mention the next word, suspension doesn't help. But the return to normal is that Geordie Barrett has come back to his normal poor form after some flashes of brilliance this season. And last, he had a shocker on the weekend. He had a shocker, didn't he? He had a shocker on the weekend. But he also missed three kicks that would have won them the game. Would have won them the game, yeah. So thank you, Darren, for pointing out a point that we we thoroughly enjoyed, which was, you know, that he isn't playing well and he shouldn't be the all-black fullback. God, no. Uh, the Razzler Dazzler went on to say that DMAC is his choice, so we can see why. Totally agree. I reckon you're you're about right there. Yeah, uh, him but or I would, Will Jordan. I would have Will Jordan on the bench. Yeah. Come on, second half. But also utility back, Will Jordan. Yeah, wing and fullback. I wouldn't say he's anything else other than wing fullback. I'd say that's utility. Really? Wing, fullback. I suppose he could play either wing, couldn't he? Yeah, okay. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Mate, it's time for our plug. Yes. We've kind of already done it, haven't we? We have, yeah. Like, subscribe, uh, share, comment, all that sort of thing. We really appreciate the emails, don't we? I Honestly, because I never get the emails f- on the actual email. You always forward them on to me. And I love reading them, mate. <laughs> honestly, they're the best school emails I get. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my own folder. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> love that. Uh, we're over to breaking news. Kindly supported by... Uh, Super XV. And uh, thank you very much for their sort of their news which we use a lot of we certainly do yeah your first news my story. first i've is got some bobby dazzlers tonight i think right well you haven't you haven't even let me start no i was just saying i'm, I'm building mine up so that yours seem as bad as they probably are <laughs> right well going you know the uh old die perks comments about semi yes so i've got a story about semi so uh fiji could be possibly uh, sending Semi mm. or flying him over for the Olympics. Very interesting, isn't it? So the Olympic uh, Sevens squad, uh, and they could be flying him over directly after the last game of the season, which I think is next week. No, there is going to be the Semis. Still, and then for still a few <laughs> the weeks. The Semis oh God. and the final. Uh, uh, but yeah, so he could be in uh, Tokyo defending Fiji's gold medal at the Olympics this year. Do you think that Fiji are going to win it? 
I have watched no sevens. I think it's really going to come down to New Zealand or Fiji. And the only reason why I say that is because I think it's their national game, for one. So they'll be playing it amongst each other all the time. Yeah. And they've got so much talent that when they're training against each other, they're kind of training with some of the best players in the world all the time. New Zealand has managed to, to organise that tournament. Yeah. Uh, I think there's another tournament they're going to take part in and Fiji might be going to that as well. So that's really good. I just think they're going to go there more prepared than the other teams because they've been able to continue their rugby a little bit more. Right. I would love to see Semi part of that sevens, but I'm not sure how effective he'd be because sevens is a different game. Oh, he's, his fitness has to be turned up. Yeah, turned big up big time. time and he's got to learn a lot and fit into that system. But I suppose the way they play would enable someone of Semi's quality just to maybe be electric. Yeah. Because he's quick, he's strong, he's agile. Great offload. Yeah. Good defence. Die might agree with me or disagree <laughs> with me. My one's on uh, Fiji as well, yeah, mate. Yeah, I saw that. Fiji shirt sponsor is going to be Nike. Yeah, good. Good, eh? You know, normally they have a different shirt sponsor every World Cup. Normally... How long's the deal for? The deal is for... And takes them through to 2024. So it's okay. a three-year deal. Okay. So that takes them to the World Cup. But normally... So next World Cup, they might have another shirt deal <laughs> yeah. with another person. Well, so they, they might the do, trend but, could but what I would say is, you know, Nike are obviously interested in them because of the Olympics. Yes. They're interested in them potentially because they can see that they could be a big team moving forward with, with Super Rugby, and then their national team will naturally improve. But also, during the World Cup, people love Fiji because they're exciting to watch. They could upset anyone. I lo- I love Fiji. I mean, do you know what I mean? Like I genuinely want them to win. Yeah. Unless they're playing the All Blacks. Yeah. Agreed. That is the only team that I want them to lose against. Yes. You know anyone else? Happy days. Agreed. Not the All Blacks though. No. Don't Not go there, guys. England. Oh, please. Hundred percent. I would. I would pay. How much would you pay to see fi- live to see Fiji? Beat England at Twickenham. How much would you pay? Now, everyone listening at home, we are tight Kiwis. <laughs> but Take my savings. How much would you pay? I'd pay quite a lot of money. Go on, how much? For a ticket? 200 quid, I reckon, for a ticket. This sounds ridiculous. I'd, I'd oh, go higher. That, I'd go higher. 250, go. 300? <laughs> £201. <laughs> I'd go like, maybe like six, seven hundred quid. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Would you? Imagine. Just the, the feeling that you'd just oh. get. Oh, it'd be amazing. Swing low. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, they scored again. Oh. <laughs> 
You know, it'd be amazing. Oh. The 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 walk from Twickenham back to but, the train but ima- and all of that. Oh, it'd be it'd be bliss. But imagine knowing that they were going to win before walking into the stadium. Go, you suckers! Don't have a chance. <laughs> I like you guys. <laughs> I like you. You'd feel like a king. Oh, it'd be amazing. And then you could put, you know, you got seven hundred quid for the ticket. Let's say you took a, a thousand pounds, you could put three hundred quid on Fiji to win. Win your money back. Oh and some. my gosh! And some, yeah. So uh, they're going to be wearing them at the Olympics. They're going to be wearing them at obviously the World Cup. Could be a massive thing, massive thing for them. You know, it's, it's very it's good great. for Fiji and Normally, rugby. as I say, that they're wearing something that. A bit, a bit low rent. I wonder what the deal is, though. How much do they get from it? It doesn't mention how right. much it's worth. Okay. Um, maybe them and their families get some free shirts. But it must be decent. Because, you know, be decent. Nike don't sort of do things half-hearted, no, do they? You're right. You're right. Right, mate. Anton Leonard Brown, Havili, Yuani, Enor. These are the names that have been thrown out on the table by uh, Jeff Wilson, Mills Moana, uh, Sir John Kerwin, and ex-Silverfern midfield Hannah Porter. Now, they've talked on some show that they're on in New Zealand. The breakdown. Right. And those are the names that have been sort of thrown around by them. Go through those names again. This is for the midfield, yeah? Yeah. So they've got... Anton Leonard Brown. Yep. Havili. Yep. Yuani. Yep. And Enor. No Lester Fainuku. No Lester Fainuku, but, you know, the, the article goes on. <clears throat> Among those decisions that need to be made includes who will start in the midfield, which I've just said. Now, we've been in this predicament, they've said here, since 2015. The 2015 World Cup was when we had our last solid midfield for a decent length of time. Yeah, but I I would just disagree with that and say we've had the opportunity, but I would say that the coaches have flitted. Yeah, we've had the opportunity, but we haven't. We've had the talent is what I'm trying to say. We just haven't stuck with them. No, I agree. So the last ones are Ma'anonu and Conrad Smith. And you think Ma'anonu was not the finished article when he... Was starting to play at twelve and thirteen. No, well, Maunonu was a winger when he first started when out. He first, but I think he was a centre. They just put on. They did what they. It's like Rico Yuani was a was a centre, right? And then when he, then they played him on the wing. Yeah, but you know we've since two thousand fifteen we've had Sonny Bill, we have Ryan Crotty, Leonard Brown, Goodhue, Lamape, Fikitoa, Matt Proctor, Inor. You know plus a few more we've had loads yeah and, and we but there we hasn't know. either the coaches haven't had the patience to keep those two in or they're just well, you think Lamape he he was never given a full run no, was you, he you're right yeah never given a full run they who did they go with they went with well it was Goodhue and Goodhue we've forgotten about Goodhue obviously he's, he's injured. injured yeah ACL rest of the year I think yes yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put Enor in that bracket. No, neither would I. I just don't understand why people, and even Canterbury, aren't playing Leicester Fainuku oh. at 13. Cause when he did during Super Rugby Aotearoa, how devastating was he? How, how more 
how much more devastating were the Crusaders? Yeah. With him at 13. Yeah, not necessarily him as an individual breaking the line, good defence. It was what he could do with the people outside him. Y- yes, yes and no. Because the anyone that was marking him yeah. knew the threat. Yeah. So therefore they had to stay on him for longer. Yeah, which, which, which helped gave, the outside players. Correct, yeah. yeah. So it was, it, it, for me, the way New Zealand rugby needs to move forward is to have at least one big ball carrier in that midfield, whether that's at 12 or whether that's at 13. Yeah. The Ideally at 13, but then you're looking at Rico and saying, well, is he a big ball carrier? The answer's no. No. Can he play at 12? The answer's no. So, Well, we don't know. We don't know. Imagine what, him at 12. I tell, I tell you, someone that could is Clark. Caleb Clark is a 13 as well that they've played on the wing. Really? And no, he, he's oh, not. Yes, he is, yeah. Is he really? Yes, he's a 13 when he was at school and all that. And then he's gone into senior rugby and they've played him on the wing. Wow. So this is the future. The Imagine future's bright. him at 13. The future's Clark. Um, you heard it here. You heard it here first. But, you, but you're right, and we're still talking about who's our ten. Yeah, more Mwanga. We're still talking about who's our fifteen. Yeah, you're right. We're still talking about who's our wingers. We yeah. do not have a settled squad at all. No, we've got talent coming out of our behinds. Although we don't know because the team hasn't been sorted. So maybe once the team is sorted and we have a look and go, we're happy with that. He might stick with it. Fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed. Fozzy. England's current squad is too old for the World Cup. Well, we knew that, didn't we? Well, no. This is Steady Eddie being Steady Eddie. Okay. Rustling a few Steady Eddie has warned the older members of the current England squad changes will be made between now and the World Cup. This is what we call giving the older members a kick up the bum and saying... If you don't front up, we're gonna we're gonna move on to someone else. He is lying. Yeah. He will not want to do that. He is two years out from World Cup. He's not gonna want to have to start from scratch. He's gonna have the opportunity. They're playing um, America. They're playing Canada. He's obviously gonna play some younger players. Ooh, England, are yeah, they? Yeah. When w- when the lines are on. So uh, you know, it gives them the opportunity to be yep. fair. So he's is is obviously going to be able to pick a lot of these younger guys and to play them, but it's it's literally just to give them a kick up the backside and say there are younger guys that are just as good, mm. but he's not going to want to pick him. You think about how England won the World Cup in '03. It was on the back of a team that had been together for a very long time. And after the, that World Cup, it was mass exodus of players yeah. retiring. This is what needs to happen this World Cup for this group of players. The older ones need front up, and if they win it, then you'll see loads retire. Well, it was almost like the All Blacks 2015. Yep, exactly. Loads retired. Loads retired. So having and an older squad, up, to be fair, having an older squad, if they're good, like England's older players are good is a real asset. So they're not too old. They were one of the youngest teams to make the World Cup final as in squads last last time round. Oh, really? So, you know, they're only four years older than that. Yeah. 
So I don't believe a word that he's saying. No. And well, it's just steady Eddie being steady Eddie. But he's talking about uh, Marcus Smith. He's talking about Alex Don Brandt. Uh, it might be an excuse for him to play some of these younger guys who a lot of people have been talking about and he's resisted for a long time. Over to you, boss. Like you say, I am the boss. Um, Buck Shelford. Oh, mate, I've got this one as well. No, you don't. I do. I reckon I reckon my computer hasn't updated with your computer. No, you're right, because I didn't see... Uh, <laughs> So which which one do you have then? Knighted. Oh, you can do that one. That's no, no. fine. Okay, go. Because I haven't got that one. Oh, good. Buck Shelford. Yeah, so Buck Shelford. Yeah. Buck Shelford. So you know how he was sort of um, the hard man of the team when he was in there, wasn't he? Certainly was. You know, he got his uh, scrotum ripped during a game. Yeah. Did he play on? He played on for the <laughs> whole game, mate. What a, what a hero. Stupid, but hero. Okay, so there's that story there, isn't there? Now, I'm just going to read a bit of uh, a bit of passage here. And this is now uh, Sir John Kerwin speaking. Okay. But obviously it's me. Former All-Black winger uh, alongside Chef, uh, Shelford added to the long list of stories uh, by revealing on the show, so breakdown on Sky Sports, about the time Shelford refused to leave the field with a serious head wound during the third Bledisloe test against the Wallabies in Sydney in 1988. Although the All Blacks had already won the series, having won and drawn the previous two matches, Captain Shelford wasn't prepared to abandon his team when his head was sliced open by an opponent. I was on the wing, and there was a ruck really close, like right there. He didn't get involved, did he? <laughs> and, I <was> obviously, <laughs> and I was obviously watching the ruck and not going anywhere near it. <laughs> Love it. Uh, and Buck uh, got rucked to the head, and for a split second, I could see what, his brains looked like obviously it was a bit of an over exaggeration and then lots of blood gushed out uh so then he goes on to say that the all blacks doctor rushes on uh to the pitch to attend to shelford's wound having inspected it advised he needed to exit the game and then he needed to be replaced uh to repair the damage and then so on and so forth uh the doc said, you're going to have to come off, Buck. You should come off. Uh, Shelford was having none of it. He suggested that the doctor apply Vaseline to the gaping wound to prevent the blood seeping from the cut. <laughs> Yet the doctor, according to Kerwin, continued to insist Shelford should immediately go off the sideline. The doc said, no, Buck. You should... You should get off the pitch. It's really, really bad. Eventually, Shelford delivered the um, the doctor with an ultimatum. So according to Kerwin... I don't think I'm, I would like the ultimatum that he <laughs> no. may be delivering. The all-black skipper told the doctor he would be the one requiring medical attention if he didn't <laughs> obey his instructions. <laughs> 
fuck said, what a if you don't give, if you don't give me the Vaseline, there is going to, uh, that it's going to have to take you. Sorry, if you don't give me the Vaseline, they are going to have to take you off on a stretcher. So the doc bought the Vaseline out. <laughs> <laughs> How good's that story? Brilliant, That's eh? fantastic. He was a oh. hard man, wasn't he? And I mean, there's a picture there with a bloody face and just a uh, a bit of rag over his eye, really. Fantastic. Ah, oh, man. Eh? The, the, those days, though, you know, before, um, I think who was the NBA player that had, I think he had AIDS, Magic Johnson. Right. HIV. Right, yeah. And HIV, and there was this big thing about HIV and blood. Yes. And after that, it was like you couldn't have blood when you were on the pitch with rugby. But before that, yeah. it was fine. Yeah. There was guys walking around with blood dripping down their face. Not a problem. No one. Just a spon- sponge yeah. in the water, eh? Sponge in the water. Not saying we should go back to those days. No. But I just, it just shows how much things have changed. Definitely. My one's about Buck Shelford too, mate. And it's he's getting knighted. Yes. Yeah. Sir Clive Woodward. I'm sorry to bring him up. But I'm you saying like him, eh? Sir Clive. You like him. Sir Clive. You like him, don't you? Love the guy. Sir Clive <laughs> got his Sir after winning the World Cup. Yes. And they thought, well done, Clive. Although you've got paid huge amounts of money, here's your knighthood for winning the World Cup. Well, Buck Shelford, he's got knighted for services to rugby. He won the World Cup in 1987. But since then, he has been heavily involved in both the community and rugby, and he supported both for very little financial gain. Yeah. And he's now a sir. That's how you become a sir. Definitely. You don't get it because you win something. You get it because of what you do off the pitch. Long after you've... uh, You've been, You've been there, done that kind yeah, of thing. I just eh? thought that was really good. Yeah. Someone like John Kerwin got knighted because he had come out saying about his mental health. He's done yeah, a lot of good about, work with yeah, mental health. That's right. And it's how you use their fame to, you know, to better. And I think he's, I can't remember but what charity he's, in, he's involved yeah. with as well. Awesome. Love what a that. guy. What a guy. What a guy. Bring back Buck. Bring back Buck. Who we. What a guy. Have, right. you got, have you got any more stories? No. You're done. I'm done. I can't see any of yours. Have Mate, you got another one? I know. I've got no more. We've okay. got the results. Yeah. Do you want me to do super rugby? And then you, you can do, do your, super duper rugby. And then you can do your favoured England. <clears throat> the Chiefs had a pretty good win, actually, against the Rebels, uh, 36-26. Tight first half, 19 all. And then the Chiefs sort of ran away with it a bit there. Uh, the Brumbies beat the Hurricanes uh, on a. It's a pretty boring game, actually. It was a. If you were a Brumbies supporter or a Canes supporter, it was a good game because you were on your edge of your seat. It was tight. It was test match like. But yeah, I just don't like the scoreline. That's all. No. Exactly. Anyway, the um, Brumbies beat them uh, twelve points to ten. Highlanders had a huge win. Against the Waratahs, uh, 59-23. Tightish first half. Tight, very tight first half. I, I watched that. And then the Highlanders 
26-0 in the second half. Yeah. Uh, the Reds lost to the Blues, uh, 31-24. And then the Crusaders had a hard-fought win, actually, against the Western Force, 29-21. That means that with that loss from the Hurricanes, yeah. the Blues are in first position. Some would say pole position. The Highlanders are in second. They're tied with the Crusaders on they points. Are. But obviously points difference is slightly better. And then it's the Canes. So really, it's out of those top three yeah. to make the final. Well, it de- if one of them loses and the Hurricanes win... Well, both of them need to lose. And the Hurricanes true. need to win. That's true, yeah. So I don't think that both of them will lose. But you're right. No. I mean, you're it, right. could, it, it could, could happen. Mathematically, could, it could happen, yeah. could happen. The Highlanders do have the Brumbies. And the Crusaders have the Rebels. Rebels are playing a little bit better. so. Although the Brumbies have just come off a win. Oh, yeah. The Brumbies are going to be half decent, mate. It'll, it'll sure. come down to bonus point points difference. We'll see. We will see. Over to the Premiership. So we've got Harlequins getting absolutely slaughtered by the Sail Sharks, 45-12. Quinn's B team were well beaten but both teams could still go all the way. Uh, depends on who they play, but uh, Sale and Harlequins, I could see winning the comp. I know that's a little bit of a push for the Harlequins. Uh, Newcastle Falcons versus Worcester Warrior. Good win there, 24-14. Guess what happened? Worcester Warriors lost again. Not sure they could beat the under-14 B team at the moment, mate. <laughs> Uh, Leicester Tigers, a narrow loss to Bristol. This was a heck of a game. Heat, there was fighting. I loved it. Almost a fight. Leicester Tigers could have won it, should have won it. But it was heated, mate. There's a lot of passion out there. It was good to watch. Good. Uh, London Irish, a very, very impressive first half, but then fell away against Wasps. And Wasps went on to win that, 39-36. Sun was out, but in the first half, Wasps' guns weren't out. But and imagine they got there in the end though. Second second forty was very impressive. But imagine for you know the London Irish thirty three ten up at half time. You're like, yes, this is going to be a fantastic game. And then second half twenty nine three. Hmm. Yeah, nice. it, was, it was a tough one. <laughs> tough one for them to take. I think awful. Not as tough as the Northampton Saints losing narrowly to Exeter Chiefs. They were eighteen nil at half time. Yeah. And they come back. What a match, Dan Bigger. What a player. Just gets better. Uh, Exeter very lucky to win this game. Was a top game. Just shows how far the Premiership has come. It's genuinely good to watch now, mate. Is it? It's genuinely good to watch. And this means that Bristol, Exeter, Exeter, Sale and Harlequins, they are the top four. And that's how I think it'll stay. The only ones that could possibly change is Sale versus Exeter. Whoever wins that may. In fact, no, I think Exeter will be... Second or first now. Well, if, if Bristol lose, yes, if then Bristol come down to lose points won't and it? Exeter win with a bonus mm. point, happy days, happy days, mate. Some good games on the weekend. What some caught your eye? Yeah, so first one was the Force Crusaders. Great start from the Force. Really good start. We spoke about the force at length, saying we thought they would do all right. Yeah. We didn't think they'd win, but we thought they'd do all right. And they've done all right, haven't they've they? Done, they've done all right. We spoke Definitely. about the bounce. 
how quickly they get back to their feet. I know, I actually listened to another podcast. This is something that the Crusaders are working on. They've realized that their bounce speeds are not good. Right. And they've worked out that if teams can hold on to the ball for more than seven phases, they often score against the Crusaders. Oh, right, okay. So they're working really, really hard on that bounce. And we saw mm. that on the weekend for the first time. The force got 17, 18 phases quite often but couldn't score because they were the Crusaders were still working hard to get back to their feet yeah. to uh, to keep going. It was paying off, but it was, it was a damn tight game there. Damn tight game. Crusaders, no bonus point, which was huge. Yeah, in no, the scheme no, of things, no bonus huge. point, especially when they scored in the last play yeah. of the game to take the bonus point away. How many how many wheels did he have? Showed more toe than a Roman sandal. He did indeed. He did. But indeed. I tell you what, this was Ola Fellow. Why on earth wasn't he starting? He has been amazing yeah. for the force all year. And then they stick him on the bench. He comes off the bench and he was unbelievable. Almost changed the game for the force. He did. He changed the game. Yeah. Every time he got the ball, I was like, eh, no. He was threatening. He was a sevens player mm. by all accounts. What what a player. I, I, I genuinely think that uh, Australia have got a number of talented wingers, that's for sure. Crusaders, mate. They rolled out the subs and they didn't have much on the bench and it no. almost came, came back to bite them. Well, in a way, it did, didn't it? Well, it did, yeah. Because if they had got that bonus point, then they would have been in second position now. Yep. Which was a real, real... Uh, you know, with one game to play as well. But I, I genuinely didn't think that Crusaders deserved to win it. Like, I didn't think they deserved to get the bonus point. Yeah, I think it was the right result at the end of the day. Good line out, good scrum, good bounce times, just a good level of detail and attack. This is the um, Crusaders. No, oh the Force, the Force. Yeah, right. I'm really, really impressed. They've improved a heck of a lot. You they know, have. their coach <clears throat> is the same coach they had when they weren't in Super Rugby. Really, they haven't. They've stuck with them, paying dividends. Right, that that's really good. There must be a really strong culture. I think there is, Within yeah. the squad, because, you know, Richard Kahui's there, is Thrush still there? Yeah, yeah. 36 years old. I mate. know, that's what I mean. You know, like, old fellas wouldn't necessarily go there if there wasn't a strong culture, because they're not there for the money, are they? No. No, they're not there for the money. No. They're there for the quality of the rugby. Yeah. They're, they're playing in the Super Rugby, you know, which is pretty tough. What else you got, mate? Uh, Reds. The number eight. Who's the Reds' number eight? Harry... Harry Wilson? Harry Wilson. I yeah. always think Harry Watson. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Wilson. What a player. What a player. What a player. Short ball and then showed a clean pair of heels. Did he show more toe than a... Roman Sander. He did. He did, didn't he? He did. He's a big unit as well, isn't he? Oh, he's he, big. He, he's not that wide. No. He's just deep, isn't he? Yeah. He's really he's deep. Thick, thick, thick chest. Uh, and then the Blues. They're just... Looking really, really good in the, uh, you know, the Super Rugby trans-Tasman. But I think a lot of that's down to TJ Fahani coming back in at 12. And all of a sudden, it's a little bit like the Rebels on the weekend played a lot better. And guess what? They weren't playing Matt Tamur at 10. They were playing him at 12. Yeah, And that then meant that their outside backs got a lot more of good quality ball. Yeah. 
And it was a huge difference. And this is the same thing with TJ Fiani. He's come in and all of a sudden they've got rid of Plummer and the quality of the ball that the outsides are getting, yeah. the Ricos, the Mark Talias. Oh, how well the, did he play? Yeah. It's just a different gravy. Yeah. You, you think they couldn't get the ball out there. No. Which is ridiculous because Harry Plummer was a 10. Yeah. But but I think they were just shipping it, whereas TJ Farney's holding people on the inside and then... He's and actually then, a, a playmaker. Exactly the same thing. Matt Tamua. If Matt Tamua stays at 12, and we mentioned this earlier in the season... We did, yeah. What a difference it'll make. Huge. Talking about the Reds, it was great to see James O'Connor, Hunter Paisami, these guys really start to play well. I'm sorry, but how good is Hunter Paisami? But no, there was no JOC on the weekend. No. Why and, not? And, well, I, I don't know whether they arrested him or whether he's injured. Yeah. <clears throat> but no no JOC. But it's good to see that he that last time he played, he played well. And then now we're seeing Hunter Paisami back to his best. Because he was injured, wasn't he? Sort of the the mid to end of the yes. Super Rugby Australia. Yeah. But it's good to see him back. Isn't it funny how one or two small changes can make all the difference? So you look at Lester Fainuku. When he yeah. played at 13, Crusaders played better. When TJ Farney's back, the Blues' backline looks electric. Because it's only one player, though, isn't what, it? As, uh, but it's Zan one key Sullivan player. as well. Very good young player. Who who's for? Playing at 15 for the Blues. For the Blues. And that's made a difference as well because yeah. his kicking is fantastic. He's a good Is runner. Is he good under the high ball? Good under the high ball. He's actually normally a 10, I think, but they've put him at fullback. Right. And he's he's impressive. He's definitely one for the future, I would say. Good. Like that. Question like for that. you. Question for you. Yeah. Has the three plus tries for the bonus point led to better rugby? Because obviously all the New Zealand teams have been fighting not just to win – but to win by a but to bonus win big. point. So yeah. do you think it's led to good rugby? Uh, not always. It's led to quite scrappy rugby sometimes because they're almost, right, we need to score now, so we're going to fling it and ying it, but in a bad way. Yeah, I agree. Because we love a good fling and ying, don't we? <laughs> oh, mate, I love a fling and a ying. Yeah. Love it. But I think it gets scrappy the more pressure that's been put on the teams to score more tries. And I mean, to be fair, the New Zealand teams are scoring a lot of tries. They are, but I think... Is it coming at a cost of the... The cost of the quality of the quality game. Quality of, of play, yeah. You know, the scoreboard pressure has gone out the window. So it's like, you know, New Zealand teams will go, we've got, we got, we got a penalty right in front of the posts. Normally we'll, they'll just we'll have a it, scrum. Or, yeah, and they're tapping and going and... But the tries are worth more points in the grand scheme of things not only on the pitch but off the pitch as well you if know if you play a tighter game on the table a slightly tighter game you wouldn't have as many tries scored against you if you're just go 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 yeah. go all the time then what often happens is when you get turned over you're exposed yes and i think that's what we're seeing more of we're seeing the the Aussie teams who have definitely improved as we've as the competition's gone on, they've all got better. Yeah. You know, you think the rebels it really they really have 
turned a corner. Western Force. Western Force have been consistent. The Reds have just got better to and be better. Fair, the Brumbies have won over the weekend. The Waratahs are getting better. The Waratahs are getting better. They've got Gordon at nine, Swinton at six, uh, Perese at 13, Harrison at 10, and Jack Maddox at 15. These are all players for the future. And I can see that over the next two years, if they can get things right. Well, Jack Maddox is still so young, but he's the most capped player in that team. Yeah. With like 60-odd caps or something. Yeah. And that's yeah. saying something, isn't it? They <laughs> are is, yeah. young. They are proper young. And right, actually, mate. they're, they're re- re- replacement 10. Very good player as yeah. well. Very good player. Just an experience, aren't they? Yeah. Scott Gregory. Gregory. Back to his best. <laughs> Back to his best. Shocking wide ball. Ruined the pressure. The valve was just... Got too big for his boots. Got too big for his boots. Just shoveling absolute rubbish. So it's good to see. (laughs) Good to see. Um, Highlanders, their big names weren't there. Yeah, and they still did well, didn't they? And they they still did so well. You know, again, it's that culture. Smith, he was up on the coaching box. Well, there you go. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Play He's coach. up on the coaching box. Did like I don't know. Did he have a flat cap on as well? Oh, did he have the Tony Brown flat cap on? If he did, that I think is he may have. I think he may have, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Surely it's it. a bit. Is he injured or are they? I think he's just been no, rested, no, just been rested. Yeah, just been rested. You know, and I think uh, who else wasn't there? Um, number six. Oh, uh, Frizzell. Frizzell wasn't there. Injured. Right. So that is quite yeah. quite big. Quite big. That is quite big for the All Blacks too. Do you reckon they can roll out Squire? Oh, oh come on, Squire. I love him. Come on, Liam. Get That'd those two hip replacements. That'd and be good. Push them to the side. Happy days. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Uh, the only other thing I've got down here is Rebels. Yeah, I've got one more point with the Rebels as well. I've gone. Rebels play really well with Matt Tamura at 12. Uh, there's more layers in their attack. I mean, they, but they were terrible in attack earlier in the season. And they got the ball out wide more and more as the game went on. So I think the Crusaders, I'm sure that they probably will win, but I don't think they can be thinking about bonus point. They should just be thinking about the win, earning the win, grinding them down. Is it home or away? It is, I believe, away. In right. fact, I n- it is a way. It's definitely a way. Okay. Because of so the because home. of the quarantining issues with the Melbourne team. Okay. Yes. Right. Okay. I think it may have supposed to have been played in Canterbury, but they're playing their home match away. Right. Interesting. Okay. Like like the Chiefs did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got Rebels number ten. Don't know his name. Quite a young. Yes. Quite a don't young know his fella. name either. Great no look pass. It was a great <laughs> no look pass. Because it wasn't was like it? outside, inside, boom, over the shoulder. Awesome. It was a Loved very that. nice. Obviously try. got a very good call. Very good call. And then Anton Leonard Brown. Yeah, I actually he, wrote this. You know, again, he's turned a corner, and he's playing he was awesome. Unbelievable, wasn't he? Oh. Chiefs, Bryn Gatlin, nice wide passes, number yeah. of them. But Anton Leonard Brown. Moving forward, different player. 
he's always been pretty hand in defence. It's been his his sideways running has been his letdown. But down. his change of pace. Yeah, I did a bit of uh, research on this. Now he's changed his fitness plan, or he's pain, changed can, his strength and conditioning. You can see, can't you? Oh. That yard of extra pace makes such a big difference. And he's looking really good. Do you know when I lost that yard of pace, it made a really big difference? <laughs> I never had it. <laughs> Mate, you've never lost it. Oh, do you remember me on the beach running against, what's his name from the, the, the nine? From the, he's got nothing on me. Watch this YouTube clip. Look at me and my speedos. <laughs> Yeah, nice. If you eh? go on YouTube nice, eh? and you go beach flag, Toby no, Harris, beach no. flag running. No, I don't think it'll come up. It will, won't it? No. What not, will it come not up? Beach Don, flag get, running. Let's, let's shall I shall I just type in beach flag running? Toby Harris Beach Flag Running. I wouldn't think it would come on up. On YouTube. Right, so we're currently on the you keep talking. You, what I you, do, uh, I will you, try and find it, everyone, and I'll put it on the Twitter page. You can click and you can watch the man in action himself. I will do this. I'll find it and I'll put it on Twitter. Mate, it's time though for listeners' questions. This week's listeners' question, as Toby tap, tap, taps away. Oh, I am on it. <laughs> you are there, is it? Yeah, Toby Harris. But this is a completely different one. I've never oh, seen it before. Oh, God, I'm going to have to watch this one as well. <laughs> That's when I was in Japan. <laughs> Excellent. I'll watch that later on. All right, so we've got listeners' questions, mate. It's yes. from uh, Dai. It's oh. a really great question. God, you we've, love him at the moment, we've eh? kind of, um We've kind of answered this one before, but we're going to go over it because it's really important. Uh, hey, folks. Sorry to inundate your inbox. We don't mind, Di, keep them coming. No, I love um, it. My son came to his first ever rugby match a couple of weeks ago. He absolutely couldn't have cared less. It's very difficult to get kids into rugby in the US. Do you, given your positions, have any advice or insights? What more, if you had a five-year-old boy, would you have already have him playing some sort of rugby? Really tough question, actually. I think it's a tough question. It's a it's a really tough question, yeah. Because, well, I, I don't have children, so I don't really know. No. You, you know more about this than I do. Only because I have kids. Yes, exactly. What I would say is, with my son, who I have to admit, Di, doesn't play rugby. He doesn't play rugby. He plays the football. Soccer football. He plays a football, and there's a long story to this. So I think I'm going to maybe mention a little bit of it. He did play rugby. So we did go through the process, but he, he prefers football. My, my top tip would be, <laughs> after my son has chosen another sport, is to make sure they just have lots of rugby balls around so that they feel comfortable around rugby balls. They might ask you what it is. They might whatever. Just have loads of them around. Do lots of little things that don't resemble rugby, but just using the rugby ball. Like hand-eye almost, eh? Yeah, hand-eye skills. Bit of kicking. I would say try and get them to pass the rugby ball in with, with a spin pass. Um, there's some really good... I'll try and I'll try and dig out some, some good little videos there for you died and bang them on uh, Twitter or whatever. But, but that, definitely those things. I wouldn't get them playing rugby now. And I can tell no. you the reason why. Because if you go down to any rugby club at this age... All it will be 
is the big kid gets the ball and runs through everyone. And the little ones just get scared. The little ones get scared. And also, secondly, is they get bored. They never get the ball because their passing is... Well, there is no passing in those games. Like you say, the big guy gets the ball. And I remember when I was growing up, my dad was an absolute rugby fanatic. You know, played it from a young age to an adult, coached it to a high level. And then I almost rebelled against him. I was like, nah, not going to play football. not going to play rugby, sorry. Uh, And I played hockey. Yes. And then once I you know, got to my latter years at school, that's when I started enjoying my rugby. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, it was almost turning around and putting the two fingers up to my dad to say, well, you're almost forcing me to play here, so I'm actually not going to play. Yeah, definitely. So instead of forcing your child or your children to go and play or watch rugby, do what Damien's just said, you know, have rugby things around, but don't force it on them. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would say taking them to rugby games is great, but what I'd do, Di, is I wouldn't make it about the rugby. No. I'd make it about the food. A day out. I'd make it about the sun. The, I'd make them about... The cheering the, of the crowd, you know, yeah. joining with the cheering. doesn't matter what you're cheering about. That's right. I, I definitely think, you know, having a little routine where you you, you take out your kids, you, you know, you make, you make the whole day fun. It's like day, daddy daycare type thing. Yeah. Where, you know what? You're with dad. We're going to have hot dogs. Yeah. We're going to have hot chips. chips. Yeah. We're going to have the works. But also, you know, like we're saying with the rugby ball around, rugby tennis, or not rugby yeah. tennis, but rugby golf, you know, uh, get your son to pick up the rugby ball and say, right, we've got to kick it in the least amount of kicks to a certain point. So it's got, it's not really rugby related. But it is, isn't yeah, it, it is. Yeah, still working on those basic skills. Yeah, because at the end of the day, as a coach, what I what I do a lot of work with, what we do a lot of work with, is catch, pass, tackle, catch, pass, tackle. If the kids can catch, pass, and tackle, they can play the game at rugby, and no matter what age, yeah, they come to. So, you know, if you can get your get your son to a point where he's got enough skills to pay the bills, that when he hops on that rugby pitch, he actually does himself justice, doesn't get scared. Uh, finds the game easy, finds the game, you know, fun, then that's what it's all about. Fun is the main one, isn't fun it? Fun is the main one. It's a great sport with great values. But I think you can only appreciate it when you're a little bit older. I, I agree. think at five, it's almost too young. I think unless he's a big unit that's going to get the ball and then run, he'll enjoy he'll it. He'll love it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's, there's, I mean, uh, I don't lots think there's of, lots a right of, or wrong answer, though. No, there isn't a right. It's just what works. Make it fun, though. Yeah. The most important thing. It's not about going to the rugby. It's about having a day out. An experience. And, you know, just being cool. Going yeah. to a cool stadium. Yeah. You know, get excited about going to stadium. Live sport. Can't beat it, can you? Can't beat it. Right, mate. My question to you. I can't wait for this. I don't know what it is because it's blank on mine. Right. Uh, I've actually got two. Ooh. Yeah. First one, what makes a good nine? Great pass. Yeah. Quick off the back of the scrum, but yep. vision. vision. Vision's the most, one. and great fitness. They have to be as fit as a sheepdog. Yeah. And they have to be quick in the mind and in the body. Quick in the mind is, is a big one. They've got to, they, 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 you know, are, they've got they to make are decisions. a general. Right, left, kick. 
that sort of thing. Pass. Anyone can be a good passer, though. I think passing off the ground, you know, if, oh, the, yeah, if yeah, they have yeah, to pick yeah, up yeah, and yeah. pass. Yeah, no. no. Pass from the ground. Yeah. Happy days. Do you know yeah. what I miss? Go on. The diving pass. Oh, I love the dive pass. Byron Callahan was ace at it. Do you know the reason why they don't do a dive pass anymore? Why? Because they've, they've got, got to get, get off up. the floor. Mm. They, they wouldn't, they'd be too slow to the next ruck. Yeah. But you got to love a dive pass. I do. Off the back of a scrum, it was class. <laughs> Go on, what, what's the next one? Next one, well, I'll ask you that after you've asked me. Okay. Who do you feel is the most underrated player in Super Rugby Aotearoa? Cause I, I oh, could Super say, Rugby Aotearoa? Uh, yeah. Super Rugby A. I thought it was Super Rugby Australia, so I only put... Australian players. No, go on. Well, that's fine. Okay. I just thought that you'd know the Kiwis a bit yeah. better. Yeah, and that was one of my points. I don't know the Aussie players. <laughs> but Dan Gunu, he's been sort of in and around uh, the Aussie team, but I think he's class. And then Hunter Pasami. Underrated. Hunter. Oh. Well, I, I, that's what I mean. I don't know. I've just put those two names down. Yeah. But in New Zealand, there's there. Scott Gregory. Oh, no. He's underrated. No, 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 no. no he's he's so underrated. He is overrated. <laughs> he is so overrated. He, how bad he is he, so, though? <laughs> <laughs> he's less overrated now because yeah. he started to play okay. <laughs> Putty Putty Parkinson. Yeah, very I yep, reckon cool he's underrated. Massively underrated. Seems uh, like ever since he's come back from that injury, he's not quite no. as mobile. No, you're right. Do you know it's just for me? Who? Shawnee Stevenson. Yeah. He's on the bench, man. I know. Every time I see him play, he is brilliant and he can't even get a run out. No. There he set must up a try the other day, though, didn't going he? going on. How he is. Attitude. Yeah. Uh, something away from rugby, maybe? Maybe. But Don't yeah, know. Sean Stevenson. Yeah. And um, that's kind of about, I mean, Mark Talia's not had much of a run out this year. No. Either. That's true. Who's Who's. Now I've I've put here. This is my question to you: Who's the most overrated player in world <laughs> rugby? In world rugby, yeah. But we're going to start with Aotearoa. I reckon it's almost Geordie Barrett. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, most overrated player. Yeah, perfect. What about the world? You know it's going to be, mate. It's going <laughs> to be. Farrell. <laughs> Good guy though. Great guy. He's mate. a really good chap. Yep. Never seen it, but we've heard no, stories that he's a bloody good guy. I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot. Right. The quiz. Oh, yeah. We're going to finish today with the quiz, aren't we? Ooh, can't believe it's that time I know. already. Now, I can't remember how, who won and lost last time, but I'm going to say I won. You you might have done, actually. And I'm going to say that you lost. All right. All right. Well, that's, you're, just, you're taking a step too far now, Mush. Shall I start? Oh, Okay. I mean, I always start. You do. So do you want to start? I'm going to start. Okay. Because I'm nervous now. My quiz is all about Super Rugby, the Trans-Tasman competition. So is mine. Who is the only Oz player to make the top 15 try scorers? Is it A, Jack Maddox? Is it B, J-O-C, James O'Connor? Is it C, Corum Bete, or is it D, Falao Faingi, who is the hooker, hooker from the Brumbies? I think it's Jack Maddox. Final answer. Yeah. 
You're correct. Yeah. yeah. He has got is he? three tries. Right. And he is the only Oz player in the top 15 really? try scorers. Oh, no, I'm absolutely wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the top one is... <laughs> Uh, the top one, the top oh. one, I've gone, I've peaked. The top one is, is the, oh, I missed him completely. You didn't look that high, did you? Oh, that's hilarious. He's the Reds winger. He's gone. So you get the points anyway. That's yeah. a terrible question. That is a terrible question. Right. Which New Zealand team has conceded the most points? Ooh. Blues, Crusaders, Highlanders, or the Chiefs. So who has who? Yeah, who's conceded? So most points against. I reckon it might be the Crusaders. I think it might be the Crusaders. They haven't really. They, yeah, I think it might be. It's either the Chiefs or the Crusaders. I'm going to say, it's the Crusaders. You're correct. Hey. They have the worst defense in New Zealand. <laughs> um, so the Blues, uh, these are points against 58. Uh, then the bad, Highlanders, 84. Not sure about the Hurricanes. Uh, Chiefs, 104. And then Crusaders, 106. Wow. Your second question, mate. It's one on. Who is the top Oz point scorer? Is it A, when I say Oz, I mean Oz teams. Yeah. Because the first one. Oh, okay, yeah. Is A, is Miotti, who is the Force 10. Okay. B, Will Harrison, who is the Waratahs 10. C, Noah, Noah... He built the ark. <laughs> Noah, Noah. Uh, uh, what's, his, what's his last name? <laughs> Who's the Brumbies team? Okay. Lola Seo? Okay. Or D, J-O-C. Who is the top point scorer for the Oz sides? I'm just going to hover over I the think, wrong button. I think, I, think, uh, I think I've seen this somewhere when I was looking, but I can't remember. Is it, is it Will Harrison? Final answer. Yeah. Final answer? Yeah. You're right, yeah. mate. Yeah. I'm really surprised with that because he actually missed a few games. Yeah. 32. Wow. Good kicker. Good kicker. Good kicker. Now, Good kicker. Richie Mwang is on 56 points. So there's a huge difference, <laughs> isn't there? Huge difference. Yeah. Mate, I'm feeling the pressure. I'm under the pump. You are under the pump. The last question is easy. Is it? Is it? Easy. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I'm about to give you a real easy one. Who has scored the most points in Super Rugby? Richie Mwanga. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's still all. It's still all. <laughs> Last question to go. <sighs> Which team from Oz is the top of their team try stats? So it's the top team that scored the most tries from the okay. Oz group. Right. So your options are obviously all the oh, okay, Oz teams. Yeah, yeah, okay. You've got obviously the Waratahs, That's Rebels. That's hard though, isn't it? Reeds, Brumbies or Force. 
Oh, is it the reeds? Oh, reeds. Final answer. Final answer. Yeah. Oh, You're three right, from mate. three. Yeah, three from Never three. Never had that. Yeah, you have. I'm not sure I've had three from three. <laughs> what a what a momentous moment. <laughs> right, your last one. NZ have scored a lot more tries oh. than Australia, but how many more? Oh. 25, 15, 37, or 58? Well. So this isn't how many more points, but how many more tries? Stop counting. Stop counting. Well, what were the options? The option were 25, yeah. 15, 37, or 58. It's got to be the higher one. It's got to be 58. <laughs> You've been counting. It's got to be 58. You've been counting. No, you just know, because I know that the, the reeds were the top, and they were way off. So it's got to be 58. Yeah, you're right. It's the first time, definitely, we've both got three. <laughs> so I've got here... Crusaders, the worst defence in New Zealand, but also the best attack. 27 tries. Blues, 22. Chiefs, 20. Highlanders, 25. Hurricanes, 23. I also had uh, the um, Australians written down there as well. 16. New South Wales from 15. Oh, so you knew my question. Yeah, I knew your <laughs> question because I had it written down. <laughs> <laughs> I played it well, eh? I played you it did. well. I wouldn't have known, mate. I wouldn't have known. <laughs> hey, listen, I've got to give a little shout out to one of our listeners, and I can't remember who it is. They recommended a podcast called The Breakdown. Right. And it's an amazing podcast about the way Australia has got rugby has dug themselves into a hole. Okay. And it's absolutely fantastic. If you like rugby, in fact, if you like sport, then it's worth worth a listen. So it's the breakdown, uh, and I think it's by the Australian, but definitely it's an Australian podcast about the Australian rugby team called the Breakdown, and it's absolutely fantastic. I put the link on our Twitter page, so you want to get over there and listen to that. But um, I absolutely loved it, and it's worth every moment. I think that I listened to it. Good, love that. So, Good plug uh, there for them, eh? Yeah, mate. Wow. They might get three more listeners. Do you reckon they'll plug us? No. <laughs> no. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Mate, oh, well. as always, it's hey. an absolute pleasure. It's been great. Spending time with you. Ooh, wouldn't go that far. And making something that people enjoy listening to, hopefully. Yeah, yeah hopefully. If this is your first podcast, be that guy or that girl who uh, writes a review. He, she, or they. And sends us in an email. We yeah. love your emails. Love the emails. Like I said at the start, I love getting emails forwarded to me from you. All love right, it. Mate. I'll keep doing it. Love okay. it. We always love a new emailer too. If you're a new emailer, do the old thing, which yeah. is long time listener, first time emailer. Even on even on the um, the Facebook, get a get one or two here or there, but never lots. And I'm I am in charge of the Facebook. <laughs> So uh, I probably won't reply. <laughs> Sometimes I do. No, a lot of the time I do. Or I'll take a screenshot, send it to you, and we'll put it on the pod. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mate, until next time. See you later. <laughs>